Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Too big to hang you out get to remove one dish from your Thanksgiving table. Which one is it going to be? 651 641 1071. Which dish are you going to remove from your Thanksgiving table? This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Why are we asking? Because uh, I saw this headline. This is the best dish you could serve at Thanksgiving. And I was like, okay, I'll bite CNN Health. <laughs> See what you did there. <laughs> I'll bite. <laughs> okay. Uh, Casey Barber over at the CNN at 9.33 a.m. this morning gave me a whole article about stuffing. And I thought, stuffing is the best dish you could serve at Thanksgiving? What? No! Lies. Yeah. I don't even, uh, as iconic Thanksgiving dishes go, stuffing is likely runner-up only to turkey as the dish most often on the dining table. Okay, look, I don't... uh, I think that's usually because people put it in the turkey. Yeah. That it's the runner-up to the turkey. Or don't, because don't you get salmon? You're not opposed to. Salmonella. Salmonella. My friend Salmonella. Uh, anyway, so I saw this story and it was just, I didn't even go deep in the story. I don't care about the story. I just saw that it was stuffing and I had a visceral reaction because for me and everybody's different, but for me on Turkey day, stuffing is the last thing I care about. Honestly, Turkey is probably first followed by green bean casserole. I love the mashed potatoes. I roasted a Turkey yesterday and we served Turkey dinner. I know it's before Thanksgiving. Don't get, I'm not mad about it. You know me. me. I want Turkey to get its, I want Thanksgiving to get its due. Turkey any day of the week. I don't think you need to celebrate it just once a year. But that said, on the Turkey Day, I am not comfortable saying that uh, stuffing is the best thing you could serve. And if I were to remove one thing, that's what I would remove. Stuffing. Bye! I don't want your dusty, dry, or conversely nasty, wet goof. (laughs) Six five one six four one one zero seven one. You get to remove one dish from your Thanksgiving table. What is it? I'm sorry. Do you not agree? What do you What do you want to kick Listen, off the table? I am going to counterpoint that because I actually do. You like stuffing? Love stuffing. Who loves stuffing? I love stuffing. What do you love about stuffing? I just the sagey like happiness carb load. Well, you must make situation. a better stuffing than I've ever had because I just think nobody like. Oh. It's not. It's just wet bread, and I love bread. I'm mm. not. A, I'm not afraid of bread. It's not like I'm anti-carb. I love the stuffing. Okay, so for you, it's not stuffing. For you, it would be. Are you ready? Yeah. The turkey. Oh, you would kick the turkey. I'm off the kicking table? the turkey. Why? Bye, bye, turkey, Tom. I just again, nobody at my house happy. gets real excited about turkey. God, how can you not love turkey? Turkey's so juicy. Turkey is like chicken. Like after it comes of age, yeah. I just i i like. I'm fine with. I mean, I don't like hate turkey. I just don't get that excited All about right, so it. So you're kicking turkey off the table. So buy turkey and but keep the stuffing. All right. 
In fact, we actually have kicked the turkey off the table. We don't serve a turkey. No turkey anymore? We do not do turkey lurkey any longer. Um, Holly, what would you take off the turkey table? Um, Well, it's not something that's ever on my table, but if it was on a table, I always avoid it, and it's green bean casserole. Oh, my God. I, what? I love oh green bean gosh. casserole. What do you hate about it? I, it just doesn't taste like anything except salt. That's okay. what's so good about it. <laughs> you, don't even, you don't even like the French fried onions. Uh, I mean, I could pick at them. You would pick. I know, I would, you, girl. You yeah, would pick she them would just onions yeah. off, and that's fine because that's all I need. If I want, Holly salty is a cooker. She's a, a food deconstructor. Yes, she'll mm-hmm. pull her food apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I like to get maximum bite for food area. Meaning that if you meaning that if you, you know, pick off the layers of something, you get more value added for your food experience. It lasts longer. I I appreciate that. And I think that, you know, again, you have a rationale. Yes. And as long as you have a rationale, it's, you know, whatever it might be irrational, but yeah, that might not be my choice. (laughs) The one thing I'm surprised nobody said, granted we've only talked to a room of three people, that because now that I'm thinking about it, I might just kick off the, and I don't know if this is on everybody's table, but it certainly was on mine growing up, the bowl of canned vegetable, a.k.a. usually corn. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the microwave corn, good day to you. Yeah. Or peas uh, sometimes, or yeah. green beans. Yeah. 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 Like, if it's just a plain bowl, or a bowl of plain nuked Canned vegetables. I'm I out. don't need that. Yeah. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What are you kicking off the Thanksgiving table? So, I, you don't want it. Bye bye. So if it's not, so you're fine with stuffing. What kind of stuffing do you make that it's so so amazing? I mean, it's not like it's super amazing. Like, what do, you, do you do the breadcrumbs? I you, just do, do, do stale. I do the stale bread or like the dried bread, and then I do I I do uh, onions, celery, sage. Butter is it wet or is yours dry? Oh well, yeah, mine mm-hmm. is. I try to. Moist. I try to hit like a nice balance. I don't want it to be like a glop of wet bread. Yeah, but I also don't want it to be dry. So I I try to strike the right balance. For me, it's important to make it on the stovetop and then put it in the oven to kind of crisp up the top a little bit and dry it out so that it's not like so soupy. I'm oh yeah, just a big wet pile of bread. The to me the only thing uh stuffing is good for generally is a gravy delivery vehicle. Mm-hmm. But I would much rather get my gravy and this is like if I'm being strategic on the turkey table, it's going to be mashed potatoes for my gravy. Mashed potatoes and dry white meat. So if yeah. we get dry white meat, I'm going to be putting gravy everywhere. Well, that's the beautiful thing about gravy is it hides a multitude of sins. Oh, I made gravy last night. It was so good. Mm, okay, let's go to the phones. Hi. Is it, is it who do I can't see for some Timmy. reason? Timmy Lurkey. Timmy, thank you. Hello, Timmy. Timmy. Hello. What are you kicking off the Thanksgiving table? The green bean casserole. Oh, it's disgusting. What? Holly yes. is so right. I, I used to make a gourmet version of it, and it's still disgusting. Wow. I don't understand. Who hurt you? <laughs> so unfortunate. Did, Bradley, did you potatoes grow- and gravy will stay. Yeah, for sure. The green bean casserole has to go. Did you grow up like having it every year on the table, and it just became too much? You got overwhelmed? No, kind of, sort of, but not really. The thing that is, the second thing that's as disgusting 
is sweet potatoes with marshmallows in them. You know, it's funny because I that was going to be my second choice, Timmy. I was going to say I could say bye bye to the sweet potatoes. I, I have a special place in my heart for those nasty mashed. Do you want to do sweet potatoes with some butter and bourbon? Oh well, and a little bit of maple syrup. Maple syrup We're for good. sure. I'm here for that. We we do apple cider at our house, and oh, that's lovely yeah. too. Timmy, thank that you. Would be great. Thank Thanks, you for Timmy. your call. Uh, let's go to Kristen. Hello, Kristen. Kristen, what dish are you throwing off the Thanksgiving table? Um, yeah, say I would throw off the cranberries, whether they are the fresh cranberries, but especially the can that just plops out in one gob. Yeah, and then you just slice it and it still looks like the can. Right. <laughs> Get rid of that. Oh, thank you're you, not, Kristen. You're oh, not sorry. alone, Kristen. I, uh, my part was it, Kristen? Yeah, my partner. That's we were talking about this last night because we were having turkey dinner. Uh, he s- said that was the thing he would get rid of. I don't. He's like, I don't understand cranberry sauce, and I'm like, oh, actually, I kind of like cranberry sauce. So I make that every year, and I always make a lot of it because I'm I like it. Yeah, and I think it, it goes great with turkey. Yes, and Holly it never has said gets this eaten. for years. Because I think our good friend, who's the chef that said this? Like, there's not enough acid on the turkey day table. Oh, yes. And so the cranberries provide a nice acidic mm-hmm. counterpoint to all the heavy uh, buttery flavors. That would be Sami Nostrat. Nostrat, yeah. Nos- yes. From uh, acid, heat, fat, fire, fat, <laughs> salt, fat, salt. Salt, fat, acid, and heat. And that wonderful book. Yeah, yeah, and she made that point in her Netflix special about the fact that Thanksgiving dinner lacks an acidic element. It's like, well, geez, that's why I don't like it. It's true, though. Mm -hmm. It's true. But I think the cranberries are the only thing on the table that Mm -hmm. gives you the least bit of acid. It's true. Well, you know, I just hope that everybody has the Thanksgiving meal of their own dreams. Whatever your turkey day. Whatever your turkey day looks like. And I just... I'd like to send this segment off with a little anthem that we have appreciated here. <sighs> Except for me. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Bread. Um, bread? Bradley. Bradley. Uh, Bradley is going to bring us a story about something spectacular that <sighs> Adele, Adele is going to be doing during her residency. Yes. Will you benefit from it? Maybe. But she really will. Bradley will tell us about it after this on My Talk 1071. Adele has a big plan for her residency, and Bradley's going to tell us what it is on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. What's Adele doing? Adele, she is using a 400,000 pound, that's about $469,000 worth of special technology in her Las Vegas residency at Caesars. Quote, to protect her voice. What? It's like brink security for her voice. I don't know. So somebody trying to steal it? I know. What is this, the <laughs> little mermaid? Hey <laughs> Uh so she's reportedly, according to this story, gonna be spending like half a million dollars to protect not half a million, half a A lot million. of Oh my god, math is hard. Yeah. No, million. Did you, how much oh my did you god, say? I can't do math. It's ever what? since four hundred and sixty-nine thousand is half a million. Yeah. Uh, ever since here. the Powerball, it's been very confusing. Like how many billions? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> she will reportedly be using half a million dollars worth of technology to protect her voice. And I was like, what does that actually mean? And I will say the story is equal parts interesting, but also eye roll worthy. 
let me tell you what it means. What it means is that apparently there's some kind of technology, like systems that they can install at the theater where she's going to be performing at Caesar, Caesar's, Caesar's <laughs> at Caesar's Palace. That's it off says, the strip. <laughs> yeah, that's a little further down the strip. Uh, a source told the original reporter of this story, the, the Daily Mirror, quote, They've had complex systems installed before, but this one is on another level. The system works by combining dehumidifiers, purification units, water molecule dispersal, and cooling fans in the preparation room, and then guiding that air around the stage when she performs. Adele is getting the best possible air to protect her voice. Oh my gosh. So for half a million dollars, they will be protecting her voice by altering the airflow while she's on stage. She's going to get the best air. Yeah. And, and everybody else is going to get the subpar air. Yeah. I mean, we're all just going to get <laughs> sick, I think, is the point. Like, just we're going to get gonna... her crop dusts? Basically, they're just going to fan it out to the audience. Anyway, I just thought this was fascinating. Apparently, they do this kind of stuff all the time, but I had no idea it was on this level. And I'm like, really? Do we need to spend half a minute? I mean. You get really choked up about it. Excuse me, no, it's the apple that I had in the break. I don't understand the need for um, this level of attention to detail. I mean, sure, it would be nice if you've got, you know, if you're Adele and money is no object or you're getting somebody else to pay the bill, but... I mean, seriously, it's the thing that's odd to me. Okay, so I have a question about this, and I don't know if you have an answer, but if she's the one that's supplying this machinery, then does it stay in Caesars? Like, does she then take it down and keep it? Or like, what happens to it? Do you see what I'm saying? Because to me, I think if I were a Caesars I might consider like that might be a draw for people who are doing residencies and maybe that would be something you could leave. But if she's going to pay for it, I would imagine she's going to own it. So then does it come on the road with her when she tours? Yeah. Or at it, some sits, point? it sits in a storeroom. I don't know. Yeah, that's fascinating. Also, I just think like it's a flex. It's a rich people flex. And wouldn't it be nice if everybody could have the best air possible? But but we can't even get people good water. So I was true. Yeah, no, we can't have clean water, Mm -hmm. but by all means for the right price, you can get whatever you want. And if you're Adele, certainly you can get what you want. And I'm not surprised. And I'm sure she's not the first person to do this. You just don't realize the level of ridiculousness that exists in the world because we're so naive to it. Thankfully. Right. Like nobody walks around with the expectation. Like, like we should have been on this. I don't know about you. But I use my voice for a living. Right. Where's my air purifier? Yeah. No. I'm just saying. Hello. Hi. Where's knock, our, knock. Where's Maybe? our half million? Where's dollar? my good air? <laughs> huh? You know what they would give us here? They would give us like. Remember those cans of air that were really popular for a while? Like everybody was sucking up oxygen. Yeah, Vaguely, like Renee yeah. Zellweger was going hiking yes. with a can well, of oxygen. Was, wasn't there a brand? I feel like everybody was buying those for a while. Yeah, especially celebrities, yeah, right? Oxygen yeah, oxygen air. Yeah, I forgot Ox- about that. I just typed in oxygen air. And how did that go? You what know? came up in that? <laughs> uh, 95% pure oxygen supplement, $15 on Amazon. Why doesn't, is that not good enough for a day? I know, <laughs> honey. You could have just gone on Amazon. Like she's like, she's a can of that. Rolling in the Jeep, <laughs> <laughs> taking Some, a pull off her. Somebody oxygen would run cake. up on the stage and just go. Give her. That's her oxygen person. Mm-hmm. 
No, but um, yes, this here's this other thing. I am. You can also get a home car oxygen thing for two hundred bucks on Amazon. A home car one. It's like a little thing you carry. I assume that's for people who have breathing issues. Sure. Here's my thing. I I, I have a heart. I know that there's science. In there, that's the wisest thing you've science. said. Science. I mean, I'm sure that there's I know some science. There's science. No, I'm saying like there's there's some sort of science in that particular um, machinery that she's purchasing. Oh yeah, but... no, it's not just like a big bellows that some guy behind the stage. <laughs> <is> like, <laughs> <laughs> We're giving her the good stuff. Yeah. But Dear. I just like it's hard for me to on this side of things where I don't get special air. It's hard for me to imagine that that's going to make that big of a difference. But she's clearly yeah, done like, her research on that, I like, guess. Well, and sure, again, you can understand the flex, but it's such a rich person celebrity flex right? because nobody else walks through the world thinking like, do you know what would be better is if I could get uh, different air? Right. Like but, the rest of us are just like, you know what would be better if I could get paid health insurance? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> what? You know what would be better if what? I could get... We could do this all day. I know. <laughs> Roads and bridges. Oh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid. Idiots. After this on My Talk 1071. Doing dumb things to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And uh, we have a name for those dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid. Idiots! <clears throat> well, then, I guess one could say. That's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. And sometimes other places. Like? Arizona. Oh, it's warm. Yeah. Um. So... Cops pulled this guy over on Thursday morning in Payson, Arizona, which is about 90 miles northeast of uh, Phoenix. And um, really quickly, can I stop you? And I know this is, you know, going to stop you. But quickly, I was listening. I don't know if you know this, but some things have been going on in in Arizona. Mm -hmm. People have been counting some stuff. Mm. In one news Not snowflakes like here. Okay. I'm just saying we're counting snowflakes. No, I'm it's snowing here. I'm kidding. Uh, So Mm -hmm. uh, in the reporting of a story out of Arizona, the news guy said it's, you know, essentially something like the mood among Phoenicians is blah, blah, blah. And I was like, excuse me, did he just call people from Phoenix Phoenicians? Is that a thing? Is that a thing? Well, yeah, wouldn't it be? Well, I understood in a moment after it stopped. I I did a beat and I went, am I in the Bible? Am I in the ancient alphabet? And then I go, well, okay, there's some logic there because Phoenix, people from Phoenix, Phoenicians. But then I was like, I've never heard people from Phoenix referred to as Phoenicians. Guess what? Is it true? I mean, if you... If you are going to believe Urban Dictionary. Okay, I don't most days, but sure, um, we'll start there. Yeah, I guess that's definitely... And I just thought that's kind of cool. A thing that people do. I'm a Phoenician. Are you? 
I guess if you're from Phoenix, I, you are. I am surprised by that. Anyway, just a little fun, I don't know if it's a fact, but fun tidbit. Uh, well, then let's go back to the story about this Phoenician. Right. Um, this guy who got pulled over, well, he had a special, he had a new pet in the car with him that was somewhat alarming to the deputies when they pulled him over. Would you like to guess what kind of pet might <sighs> alarm them? Well, I did see the story, so okay. I'm going to pretend I don't know and say that it was a muskrat. It was not a muskrat. Was it a Tasmanian devil? No. What was it, Bradley? It was an owl. He had an owl in the car with him. I will tell you, I did not go towards this story because it just seemed real sad. But tell tell us what actually happened. Well, there is some more to the story. Okay. So he uh, he had this owl in the car with him, just sitting in the car with him. It's a small western screech owl, and it was injured. Um, they did bring it to animal rehabilitation and they were able to get the owl back to full health and they will release it soon. So that's the good news in the story. Yeah. Okay. All right. So just know the owl's going to be okay. Yay. Now um, I will tell you the rest of the story. Oh, well, I and that give is a about it. <laughs> Thank you, Holly. Uh, the owl was in the car because the guy purchased the owl from outside a gas station. He said there were some people in the parking lot that were selling the owl for a hundred dollars. So he paid them a hundred dollars. Did he say who they were? No, just some people in the parking lot. He didn't say who they were. He did not. He did not say who, who, who. (laughs) Anyway, he did though, uh, admit that he was using meth and that okay. perhaps right. okay. that mm-hmm. played a part and either in the decision the making last, and by that I mean the worst. Yeah. So that's maybe how the owl got there. <sighs> that's so sad. It's very sad, but the owl's going to be okay. Good. Hopefully going to a rescue place or something. Yeah. It's went to the animal or the, yeah, the rehab, uh, animal rehabilitation center, and they are going to be releasing it back into the wild soon. It is just fine. However, the police did put out a statement telling people not to use meth, or you may find yourself illegally purchasing a wild owl for a hundred dollars in the middle of the night from strangers at a local gas station. Don't do that. So I'm just saying if that doesn't scare you, I don't know what will. Yeah, that unfortunately probably doesn't scare a lot of people. It probably just makes them go, that's interesting. Maybe I should, no. Mm, that. that owl is very sweet. Owls are, this is the problem that I have with uh, social media, specifically TikTok, where people post these cute videos with their pet owl or their pet raccoon mm-hmm. or their pet weird animal that doesn't, they're not weird, but animal that shouldn't be a pet. Mm-hmm. And then everybody goes, I want one of yeah. those. Yeah. Do you have a favorite owl? Um, which one is the one that does uh, this call? Who cooks for you? Who cooks for you? What is that a reference to? No, that's true. I That is the only thing I remember from like science class. That there's an owl that says fifth, who cooks that, for you? Those are barrel owls. Thank you. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. That's how their call sounds. I've never heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned that at Long Lake Conservation Center. Wow. When I was, you know, sixth, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. Dun, dun, uh, dun, what is your favorite dun. owl, Holly? It doesn't sound like who cooks for you. 
It was like somebody's car doors open. Well, weird. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, no, I didn't know that. Uh, who is, what is your favorite? I'm owl. a fan of the great horned owl. Thank you. Thank you, Holly. <laughs> next on Owl Chat. Uh, where are we going next, trainer? We are going to Altamonte Springs, Florida. And I want to tell you about a 41-year-old who was arrested last month after doing something. And frankly, it's going to sound very violent. But wait. Oh, great. There's more. So this was a stepdad who pistol whipped and shot. No, I didn't want this story. I know, right? You're thinking to yourself, I don't want to hear that story. That sounds like a terrible story. But it's not his stepson that he pistol whipped and shot. Because I said stepdad. Yeah. So that means he would have a stepkid. This, in this case, stepson. But it was not his stepson that he pistol whipped and shot. Now, remember, this is crazy stupid idiots, so obviously, I'm not just going to bring some, like, super sad story. Thank you. I'm going to bring something that's crazy stupid idiot worthy. So what did he actually pistol whip and shoot? Was it a living being? No, it's not a person. Okay. Now, it was, I think the anger was directed toward the stepson. But it wasn't the stepson, thank God. By the way, nobody was harmed in the Mm -hmm. reporting of the story. It was his Playboy magazine. You're not far off. Oh, Oh. Was it one of those inflatable (laughs) noodle guys that they put in front of used car parking lots? No, despite the awesome visual that that would have provided, (laughs) it was not the inflatable noodle guy. So what was the question you were asking again? What did he shoot and pistol whip oh and it wasn't a playboy magazine no, no and, but i said you weren't far it, off was it himself oh <laughs> no. but it had the word play in it play station yes so oh. it turns out that stepdad <laughs> pistol whipped and when i first read the story i was like how do you pistol whip a playstation but he did Pistol whip the PlayStation. That is a weird riddle. (laughs) And then shot it. Yeah, like, what can you pistol whip? That's not a person. Mm. Well, in this case, it was a PlayStation 4. Now, you might wonder, how did we get here? How did we get here? Thank you for wondering, because it helps me in the telling of this story. Yeah, you're welcome. So the arrest report shows that a boy, uh, in this case his stepson, essentially intervened after dad was, I guess, yelling at his sister, so stepdaughter. So they were having an argument, and in response to the argument, the arrest report shows that the guy, after arguing, retrieves a gun from his bedroom, which I'm sure is terrifying, and that's when he aimed the gun first at the kid and told him to leave his house, Mm. which is when the boy then called his mother to pick him up, and at that point, he decided he was going to take out his frustration on the PlayStation 4. Mm. Now... Thankfully, nobody was harmed, although one would argue that the kids in this case were probably traumatized for the rest of their life. Uh, But he was arrested, faces charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill, as if that's a distinction necessary. Also, firing a weapon in a residential area. So at least he took out his frustrations on an inanimate object. One would argue perhaps next time let's work on Mm -hmm. not taking out frustrations yeah. at Just all. regulating your anger a Just little bit. Just dealing with your emotions in a healthy yeah. way. Um, we have time to go to Kansas, don't you think? Sure. We're going to Johnson County, 
Kansas. And we're going to meet William Knight. He's 32 years of age, and he is formerly a sheriff's deputy. Formerly because he has had his licensure revoked. Because he got crimey. And mm, his crime is what makes him a crazy, stupid idiot. Mm, okay. Um, he had... And Didn't if, we just have like a cop who did something? Yeah, I feel like we to. did. Yeah. But I don't feel like it was this cop, unless you guys told the story while I was gone. No. But um, here's what had happened. Um, he was in uniform, and he was at the grocery store, and he was buying the groceries. And he decided to include with his groceries approximately $394 worth of Pokemon cards. Hmm. Um, I'm having a hard time with this math, but that is allegedly 12 sets of Pokemon cards. Now, I'm imagining if you are a person who has purchased Pokemon cards in recent years, that there's a difference between the small foil packets and the large boxes. My guess is that this had to have been the large boxes. Only those Pokemon cards did not total $394, which... um, aroused some suspicion in the person who was ringing him up. Oh, this is a lot of Pokemon cards. This should yeah. cost a lot of money. Like this doesn't make sense. It literally doesn't add up. Yeah. Uh, at what point, at which point Mr. Knight uh, said, oh, I got to go to a call. I'm a very important sheriffy duty. Got to go. And oh, they were no. like, no, hold the phone, buddy. And it was revealed that, Mr. Knight had been taking the barcodes from cheaper products and putting them over the barcodes oh, on the Pokemon cards. So stupid. And then scanning them and fraudulently purchasing them for the cheaper prices. Um, he tampered with the Pokemon. He wanted to catch them all. Also, it didn't turns think, out he got caught. Oh, is there not a camera? Well, that's the thing. You like, see I, him like... You know, surreptitiously putting I'm, stickers on things. I'm sure that they figured that out at some point, and there was evidence. But I think he thought he could get away with it, especially because he was in uniform. Um, and that is all why he is no longer a sheriff's deputy, and that yeah. is pretty crappy way to lose a job. It's a pretty sad way. Yeah. Womp, womp. Um. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show. We've got a little game to play. That game is called The Throwback. What? We're going to do that after this on My Talk 1071.